You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me, say Would you join me for a word of prayer before we begin? Gracious God, how good it is to be in your holy house of prayer. And we've come here to be fortified by your word and by your sacrament. Lord God, bless us as we receive all these wonderful mysteries that our minds may be expanded to really understand your word. And may that understanding bear deep fruit in our lives. And we ask this in the name of our Savior Jesus. Amen. Well, I don't know how many of you know this, but the, uh, the readings that I preach on on Sunday mornings, I don't choose unless I'm doing something like a sermon series. We'll be doing a sermon series starting next weekend and all through Lent on letters to the churches in the book of Revelation. That'll accompany our Lenten Bible study on the book of Revelation. Um, so I'll choose those ones. I'll substitute out the middle reading. But most every week I come in here... Not only the readings, but what we call the prayer of the day is chosen for me. And there's a reason for that. That prayer of the day, or rather prayer of the church, is being prayed not only by our congregation, but by all the other Lutheran congregations all around the United States. And it's meant to be the prayer that we're all engaged in for the whole week. And um, so sometimes that prayer, as I reflect on it, um, really comes to me and, and, and hits me in a way that helps shape my sermon. And um, there's been a lot in our week this week that's spoken about family. And so I want to talk about that a little bit this morning as I begin. Um, yesterday at the installation service, I told you I'd talk about this in the sermon, um, there was a lot of talk about family. The dean got up here and uh, talked about how this has been a chaotic process and nobody knew which end was up and none of us really had set out for things to happen the way they did, but fortunately God had a better plan than we did. And um, at Abundant Life, we had a wonderful, intimate church family, but we never found a home. We had a wonderful host, but we never had a home. And um, as we all came together into what Paul called our blended family so wonderfully, um, we were welcomed and we were given a home and Deacon Michael caught me at the beginning of service yesterday and says, Pastor, I just want to say one thing to you. Welcome home. (laughs) And um, it's great to have a place to call home and to be able to reach out um, and uh, get planted here. Well, What's interesting about being home, of course, is I think in our world, aren't you all busy? I mean, I'm a busy person, and life is kind of full of chaos and challenge, and I often think of home as a place I go to escape all of that, and I want it to be sort of a, you know, that mighty fortress we we talked about in our opening prayer, and I want to protect my my home from, from whatever's going on outside, and I think that's good, that's a good instinct, but home is also a place you go to gain strength for the challenges 
that await you outside, right? It's the place you go to get fortified. And our Lord has made us into one family of faith so that we can come here, come home, and by His Word, and by, at the holy meal that He instituted in the font of baptism, we can be strengthened to go out and face the challenges that this life inevitably brings. And um, I don't think it was a coincidence, at least it was in God's providence when they chose these lectionary readings, that it is on Super Bowl Sunday that St. Paul chooses to use a sports metaphor <laughs> for the spiritual life. Um, I have some, some attachments to teams myself. Um, in addition to the one whose color I happen to be providentially wearing today. Um, my other, I know, I know. <laughs> but there's another team I'm kind of attached to and apparently the word has gotten out because yesterday um, when we were given a, a, a set of, uh, well, checks mix because we like it by, by a congregation member, she gave it to me in a bin that had this on the front. <laughs> And um, when uh, a couple of months ago, another congregation member gave me this. <laughs> so the word is apparently getting around. And, uh, you know, the truth of, of, of being a Penn State alumni and, and uh, alumnus, rather, and uh, going to those games, is I don't really remember, except for a very few key moments here and there, I don't really remember many of the games I've been to, though I've been to lots and lots of them. What I remember is the pregame. Pre-game's the same every time. Because pre-game gets you hyped up for the game to come. And that's a lot like worship. Is we come here and the Lord fortifies us with the eternal gospel that never changes. That we may go out and face a constantly changing game field. And the challenges of our spiritual life. Now St. Paul doesn't mention football. Um, but he does talk about a race. He talks about racing as though to win because we're running for an imperishable crown. In the ancient world, when you won, they didn't give you a big, you know, a cup or a, a big trophy. You received a, a green laurel that you wore in your hair as to indicate you were the winner. Well, that's perishable. It's going to wither and die just like the, the greens you decorate with at Christmas. But in the book of Revelation, as we'll see as we head into Lent, it's the only place in the Bible where the crowns of the saints, we see the saints taking these eternal crowns of glory that they're given for running their race and casting them at the feet of the King of Kings. We are meant to run our race as though to win it. And here's the thing about being home. We have what they call the home field advantage. If you, any of you have ever been to like a live football game, not just watch on television, raise your hand. You're a Lutheran. I mean, you can still raise your hand in church if you want to. It's okay. <laughs> Doesn't mean you're Pentecostal. It's okay. <laughs> but um, they even, you know, especially when your team's on defense, having the home field advantage is a huge thing. They're even the, the crowd is even called the extra player. Because by your investment and involvement in the game going on, you can change the outcome. You can make the quarterback mess up his signals. It's a big deal. Well, we are called to be in the spiritual race. And God gives us the home field advantage. 
Now, in that spiritual race, the, the place that, that, that is more eloquently or more, more fleshed out for us, St. Paul mentions it in passing today, but in the book of Hebrews, the 12th chapter, it talks at length about the spiritual race that we're going to run. And I don't want to go, I'm not going to do the whole passage. That would be a Bible study, and we'd all be here long after the snow started. <laughs> but here's what St. Paul writes He says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, and most of us know and love that passage because it brings us such comfort, but here's how he goes on. Since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. We are running a race that is to take us to the very throne of God. And here's how the author of Hebrews goes on to discuss it. He talks about, first and foremost, that we're going to need to be, in order to run that race well, we're going to need to be disciplined, and we're going to need to learn to discipline ourselves. If you've ever trained for a sporting event, you know what that's like. Um, It helps to have a coach who's barking the rules at you. (laughs) And it helps... For you to get in and try to discipline yourself as you condition yourself for whatever you're, that the thing is you're preparing for. He talks as he did in the opening passage about our struggle against that sin which clings so closely to us. In the waters of holy baptism, our old nature is put to death and we arise as a new living being. But I tell you what, that old Adam is still... Well, he was drowned, but he's a heck of a good swimmer. <laughs> And so we have to struggle against our sins. And as we do that, we we have to remember that the point of it is not just to struggle against our sins. It's not just to run the race and be disciplined. People can mistake that for the actual Christian life. The goal is much larger than that. The goal is to be emancipated from those, those sins to be set free from the influence of the demonic in our life as we see Jesus setting people free from the demonic in today's gospel reading it's to have our spiritual illnesses healed and our infirmities set right as the author of Hebrew goes on to talk about and it's ultimately to have peace amongst ourselves as we pursue this goal so that as he says every root of bitterness is, is unearthed and cast out So we can live in peace and harmony and love with each other. That is the wonderful race that our Lord has put us upon. And that's the race we are to run as though to win it. Now, I heard, uh, I listened to sermons on the internet because it's good for pastors to hear sermons as well as preach them. I'm blessed to have a good preacher to listen to right here at home. But I heard another one this week that really stopped me dead in my tracks. It was a Lutheran pastor and he was teaching about baptism. He said, everyone knows that every baptism is registered in heaven. He says, but I'll tell you what. He says, people forget that every baptism is also registered in hell. Hell has lost one of its own. God has claimed them back for salvation and hell wants its own back. And so if you've ever wondered why the spiritual life is a challenge... That's why. And that, that stopped me dead in my tracks because I realized that's the people I love. That's my children. 
It's myself. God wants us to run as though to win, but in that, He gives us the home field advantage. We are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. They're the extra player for us, folks. We've got the Holy Spirit who is inside us and empowering us to that. We've got God's Word coming to us that the Holy Spirit enlivens and brings us to life through. We have the Holy Meal whereby God sustains and fortifies us by His own flesh and blood. We are given everything we need by God's grace to run the race before us. And that's something to give thanks for. I want to close with a story. I don't know if Ian remembers this, but a couple years ago we were invited to a birthday party at a congregation member's house and because um, it was some of his friends. And um, do you ever see those signs that say, Martha Stewart does not live here? <laughs> this, this house didn't have one of those signs. <laughs> I thought someone had combed the lawn before we arrived. It was so perfect. And, um, and this, uh, this particular family, they had uh, two wonderful, rambunctious boys. And for their birthday, they gave them squirt guns. Now, do you remember the squirt guns? I'm talking to the adults now. Do you remember the squirt guns we had as kids? They were kind of like the top of a Windex cleaner, you know? Squirt, 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 squirt. <laughs> These things had reserve tanks, like this big. <laughs> you could put out a small fire with these things. <laughs> and we were standing there in a circle, all of us adults. And um, one of the boys came running around the corner and it was... <gasps> and we got hammered. <laughs> and I looked at the dad, because I thought to myself, here he stands with all his friends, in his perfectly manicured lawn in front of his perfectly done-up house, and I thought, how's he going to react? And I watched his face for a moment. I think he was trying to decide. And he goes, all right, game on. (laughs) And he ran to get the garden hose. (laughs) Well, I tell you... um, There was a lot of talk yesterday about the ending of things, the end of a time of transition for Holy Cross, the end of a time of transition for Abundant Life, the end of a time of transition for me and my family. But I've got to tell you, being home doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that it's just time to rest. We are at game on, folks. (laughs) Because although we're home, that old sinful self still needs work. I still need to discipline myself. We, I need to be hearing the Word of God and receiving His gifts. I've got relationships that need to be repaired. And we've got a valley full of people who aren't home yet. So I say to you now, as we receive this wonderful Word of God, that it is game on on this game day. So let us pray. Lord God, we thank you for the privilege of being called in by your grace into this wonderful race of faith. Lord, we know that as you discipline us, you're preparing us for an eternal inheritance. And we're so thankful for the destiny you set before us. 
We thank you that you hold on to us by your grace and that this isn't all reliant on our strength. In fact, it's not reliant on our strength at all. We just need to trust you and keep trusting you. Grant us, Lord, to reach out in love to this valley, to the people in the pews near us, within our families. Grant us to search within ourselves and give everything to you that the race may be won, that the crowns may be gifted, and that we may cast them at your feet in your eternal kingdom. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that thou art. Be thou my best thought in the day and the night. Waking or sleeping, thy presence my light. 